Hello and welcome to this week's Golf Alternative podcast, the one and only podcast out there which mixes the best in alternative music and the best in PGA Tour golf betting tips. And my name is Martin Matthews. I'm your host. I'm uh, Sundog Monkey on Twitter, as you know. And uh, yeah, the Alternative Golf Pod is where you will find us uh, on Twitter if you want to follow the pod's Twitter feed. So um, I've had to dust myself down and um, pick myself up again after, shall we say, um, a frustrating Sunday evening where, um, well, not as frustrating Sunday evening, but it looked like it was going to be our week. And we had, first of all, we had Kevin Chappell, who was threatening to get the job done. And then we had um, Bo Hosler, who was threatening to get the job done. And Bo went into the back nine on Sunday with the lead. But uh, as we know... Um, Sometimes uh, going into the back nine on Sunday with the lead isn't quite uh, what um, uh, what it pans out to be. So uh, it wasn't Bo's week. It wasn't our week. Uh, Bo did get the full place in the end, but um, you can't uh, you can't stay down for too long. And if anything, to pick us back up again, Masters week. And um, yeah, obviously, uh, what a fantastic week it is. So I'm not going to be uh, too frustrated about. Bo's inability to find a fair way for too long. So, um, but it's a great way to start Masters Week. Um, it's wonderful to have our first major golf alternative pod, and it's even more wonderful to have an incredible guest with us this week. Um, joined by uh, Brian Kirshner from the Tapping Birdie Pod. Uh, Brian, are you there? Come in, Brian. Can you hear me? I'm here. I'm ready to go. It's uh, before work on Masters Week, and I, I couldn't be more excited to chat about uh, this wonderful week that's going to draw a lot of eyes and attention to our uh, sport and to uh, betting on golf. This is the week where all the casual fans come in and want some picks. Yeah, well, um, it's it's wonderful to have you on, Brian, um, and really appreciate you making the time. I mean, it's, uh, what is it, 10 to 8 over there in Long Island, I believe. So, um, yeah, so uh, probably a bit chilly for you this time of the morning still. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful to have you on. So, yeah. Uh, um, we will dive straight into things, and uh, uh, you might have just heard me talking about uh, the Valero Texas Open. And um, uh, how was it for you, as the phrase goes? Was it as frustrating it was as it was for me? <laughs> it, it was not a great week for me. I was very high on Corey Connors, and yeah. I also thought a Corey Connors top twenty was a a pretty easy bet. A, a bet I was heavily invested in, and uh, he had a bad Saturday to not get there, but. It's okay. We're moving on to the Masters. Um, it, it's only one bad week, so hopefully to uh, to make it up this week at Augusta. Yeah, um, I mean, from my end of things, I don't know if you noticed, I was uh, um, I had a team that threatened an awful lot, and in the end delivered delivered something. So I'm not going to complain too much. Um, uh, obviously, we have the each way betting over here, and uh, uh, I had um, uh, Bo Hosler, who was uh, 125 to one pick, and uh, his uh, finish in fourth place brought us a nice, decent return. But it could have been a could have been a lot more. We had Kevin Chappell, 175 to one pick, who um, threatened um, at the halfway stage but gradually faded away so uh but um it was really it was there for the winning and all, all credit for jj spawn he was the one who kept his head well no one else did basically but uh i think bo would have been really frustrated last night because um i thought it was his time and he probably thought it was his time but i think um um do you, do you think it was just the pressure or he lost his swing or um yeah what what, what did you see in that um i mean do you think he's someone who's going to get over the line eventually He's always been, he's really been percolating and really playing some great golf. 
yeah. um, this 2022 season. Um, you know, this season has brought a lot of first-time winners to the winner's circle yeah. on the PGA Tour. It's tough. I mean, how many opportunities are you going to get? I thought Pebble Beach was a great opportunity. I thought last week was a great opportunity for him to to get into the winner's circle, and he's kind of faltered uh, towards the end. But I think that, you know, when we do this every week, we see this with guys. And I used to think that about Scotty Scheffler after his yeah. performance at the Houston Open where he made a lot of really, really bad bogeys down the stretch. And, you know, obviously it was a premature thing to think, but I think it's so easy to, to get caught up in their performances when at the end of the day, it's a learning experience. And the more they're in contention, the more they can figure out and hopefully get across the line. Yeah. I mean, he obviously didn't go from yesterday, but um, when he had his first opportunity, when he lost out to him, Polter, he didn't do a lot wrong then back in Houston. So, uh, and um, after a slow start on Sunday at Pebble, he, he came back strongly. So, I, th I think his time will come and um, obviously JJ Spawn showed that uh, uh, perseverance gets you there eventually so um, yeah uh, but we move on and it's a uh, fantastic week to move on to um, in our first major of the year uh, and um, it's our first major for the pod and of course one man is dominating the conversation and um, uh, it's um, yeah it's not Phil Mickelson <laughs> we know who it is uh, the question is will he or won't he Brian absolutely unequivocally yes he is playing the Masters the Masters posted um, like a video like teasing at him walking and he looks so good um, I think um, I'm not a huge Tiger guy, like I, I love him, but I, after watching that video and see how good he looks, like I'm excited to see him play. And I'm actually more towards the point where I would not fade him in any single regard because mm. I think he looks great. I think he obviously is amazing at this course, best course history of anyone ever. And you know, he's he's shown he could do magical things here before. So I'm at the point where I wouldn't doubt or fade him in any regard this week. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, of course, it's fantastic. Assume he does tee it up, which everything seems to be pointing towards. It's 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 fantastic seeing back. It's a huge boost for the sport. I mean, Tiger Woods moves the needle, obviously, like no one ever has done in or will do in this this game. Um, and just, I mean, of course, just for him to be playing is a incredible achievement from where he, he was that you know uh after that horrible accident um at genesis week um uh yeah so but i mean he i mean i'd say he wouldn't fade him but he he can't win i mean i look at his betting odds and uh he, he's around the same sort of price in the market as paul casey or tyrrell hatton or, or or what have you i mean could you all right you, you're not necessarily going to fade him but would you put any of your hard-earned cash on him at 50 to 1 realistically Absolutely not. We yeah. talk about this every week. We talk about misprices. We talk about value that is wrong. There is legitimately no value on Tiger Woods this week. And there never is because he's so popularly bet by casual fans and people that Vegas can't put out good numbers on him. In the re like, the he is no world a 40 to 1 golfer. Mm -hmm. this week but books's hands are tied because it'll be such a popular bet regardless of anything yeah. that they can't put him at his true price of what 80 100 to one i will not be putting any on him either way also in DraftKings, i mean his price is just wrong but again the books are tied so it, yeah. this is just a pure enjoyment um standpoint from me and tiger no money either way fading or for him i 
do not recommend betting him at 40 to one. The idea that he could just come into Augusta and beat um, these guys who, after he hasn't played in 18 months, the best golfers in the world is going to have to beat Rom, Rory, JT, um, D. Brooks, it's just not going to happen. But I think, you know, he can, he can make the cut and post a top 40 finish. Yeah, I mean, obviously making the cut on Augusta isn't as hard as it sounds because, of course, um, you, you know, there's a bunch of, I mean, obviously it's a much smaller field anyway and there's a bunch of players who uh, um, who really can't compete. You're sort of past champions and, and what have you. So it, it's not as big, you know, if we were now at, um, I don't know, uh, last week's event in Texas and he was tearing it up and the question was, was he going to make the cut? I'd have, I'd have said I just couldn't see it. Um, but uh, he could he could make the cut here because, of course, he knows the course back to front, inside out. And um, uh, he's, um, you know, he's not got that as many players to beat to make the cut. So, uh, but just as I say, just to play is an incredible achievement, assuming he does tear it up. So we just have to, to watch this space. So uh, Augusta National, of course, uh, Tiger does know it inside out, back to front. But there are a couple of tweaks this year, minor tweaks, um, but which could have an effect. They've, they've put another 30 or so yards onto the course. It's a par 72, as we know. Uh, but it's now going to play to 7,510 yards officially on the card. Um, and uh, the main tweaks are on the 11th hole, where they put about... 15 yards on, but they've also taken away some of the trees on the right-hand side to make it harder to play your second shot if you're astray because um, you'll be in more sort of into further runoff areas out to the right, but with some trees further ahead blocking you out. So um, uh, being errant on the right-hand side will hold more punishment rather than just being a straightforward bailout. So that's that's interesting. And they've also put a bit of length onto the um, uh, par 5 15th, which um, might make one or two more players think about going for it or um, one or two more find the water, of course. So uh, they're the main changes we're looking at. Um, as we know, the greens uh, will run to 13 on, on the stint meter. Uh, stint meter, if I can get my words out. Um, and uh, they have the sub air there. So even though the weather forecast isn't looking ideal coming into the week, the week itself looks pretty good. We look touch wood set for four dry days. Uh, but um, coming into the week, they've had quite a lot of rain recently. It looks like they get some rain Tuesday, Wednesday. So we might see what we tend to see really a softish course for the first couple of days. And then it firms up more as, as, as the week um, goes on. So um, what have you, I mean, I think we probably know what the key to success, what successes is around here, but what, what have you always seen as the key key points to uh, getting the job done at Augusta, Brian? I think that it's going to play definitely very long this year with the changes that they made, adding some distance to a couple holes. And then I think the weather that's coming in, I think there's going to be less out in the fairways. I know Steve Bamford's going to talk about it. I know my good friend Andy Lack has talked about it. So I think distance is going to be more important this year. Some long irons definitely going to be having into the green. And then obviously, I think really more than any week, it just experienced like the winners of the Masters have had a lot of goes at it before they get through. So I was doing some stats last night. Decky, 10 starts before he won. Mm -hmm. Dustin, 11 starts. Tiger, 23, of course. Patrick Reed, kind of the outlier here. He only had five starts at Augusta mm -hmm. before he won his first green jacket. And then Sergio Garcia, 15 starts. So I want guys that are, are – at least on their seventh or eighth round um, coming into Augusta. Short game, obviously very important. And, you know, I think something that people think at Augusta is 
besides that bad putters per se and just absolutely mm. fabulous ball strikers can mm. win here. We have Decky, yeah. Sergio, and Adam Scott. Those are just historically not mm. excellent putters that just mm. have immaculate tee to green games, and they have shown that they can win at Augusta. So I think putting with the no greens book for anybody, I also think very fast greens actually helps bad putters mm. um, in a sense. So I, I think all those things are important. I want experience. I want a good short game. And then I'm really looking for informed tee to green players, people that have yeah. been playing really well, have had some high finishes recently, and have just had some good strokes gained um, numbers off the tee and, and on approach. I think all those things are just going to be very important this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And yeah, it's interesting when we talk about um, putting here and, of course, you know, when I first started getting into this and you sort of looked at Augusta and sort of lightning greens putting down a marbled staircase, etc., all those kind of phrases, uh, you, you'd initially think um, you've got to be a good putter to, to survive here. But as you say, you, you know, the, the winner's, winner's roll call um, tells us that you don't. And uh, um, yeah, obviously, uh, you need to hold your share, but um, uh, it is more about finding the right spots on the greens with your approach play. And, and uh, yeah, I'm with you. Tee to green is 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 where we're we're looking really. And and um, and, and yeah, form form coming in that's crucial. You don't find your game here. All right, I mean, you could go right back to sort of someone like Ben Crenshaw and the emotional victory here. In fact, found a bit of bit of magic, magic the year he won or, or, or what have you. But as a whole, you you, you don't find your game here out of nowhere. Um, uh, you tend to uh, uh, be in decent form com coming in. And um, again, I think we're on the on the same page on on that sort of front. Uh, interesting though, apart from um, Dustin Johnson uh, in in the addition that I think we probably agree is one we pay the least attention to because it was played in the November conditions. Um, it's not necessarily been a, a sort of strong hunting ground for the sort of the world's number one um, or indeed the guys at the top of the market. And the, uh, and the winners tend to have been um, players sort of in that, that sort of second tier, your 40 to 50 to one shots um, uh, or certainly 30 to one plus. So Hideki, Patrick Reed, Sergio, obviously Danny Willett was a bit, bit bigger. Um, so um, yeah, so don't, don't be put off if your guy isn't sort of um, one of the, those at the very top of the market. Um, uh, I mean, I'm assuming your betting market is looking, um, you know, with the DraftKings um, uh, betting book is looking pretty similar over there to, to what it is here. But what, what do you make of, I mean, obviously, John Rahm has to be favourite, but what, what do you make of sort of um, Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler's elevation to, to right up there in the sort of second, third favourite? Um, do they, um, I, I believe one of those is tempting, and we'll come on to the picks but in, in, in a minute, but generally... Do you think they're at the right place in the market, Scheffler in particular? How, how do you think he'll go this week? It's it's really tough um, this week with the betting market. We're kind of seeing it mature a little bit and, and getting some better numbers um, on some people here. I think Rom, although books have to make him the, the odds on favorite, I just do not think that his game's where it needs to be to go and win Augusta. I'm so surprised at how short Cam Smith has gotten okay. to win the Masters, and maybe there's a little bit of bias here because I'm someone that bet Cam Smith to win the Masters back in December at 37-1. to 1. So to see him drop 20 points off two wins, it's just very surprising to me. Scotty Scheffler, I, I just – it's it would be such a uh, remarkable 
run if he went on to go on and win the Masters this year after winning three of his last five starts. I think that's a number that people just aren't going to bet because it's so short at 16 to one off a guy that's only played Augusta two or three times. I, I would look like some more experience there, but it's crazy how much these odds have lowered when just a few months ago these were, you know, 40 to one numbers and now they're, you know, priced below Brooks Kepka. Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa—it's just very crazy to see. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I want to. Do you have um? Do you have each way betting? Um, yes. Uh, yeah. So, yes. Uh, to, to how many places? Five places is it just for you? I believe you it is seven places, but it's right. only on one book, so right. it's a little bit tougher in that you know the number is what the number is. There's no yeah. you know shopping around for the best each price, but I definitely have top seven each ways. Um, for um, the Masters. And I, I think that, uh, I mean, obviously, I think I um, wouldn't bet, I don't really bet someone like under 20, 40 to 1 with an each way. I just, it's mm. just not Widow, for me. Yeah. But I just, I think that this week it's going to come from an elite. It's going to come from somebody at the top of the board. So, you know, if yeah. I'm betting someone down the board more so, I, I'm going to want an each way on them to, to hope they could get in the top six and get some return there. Yeah, um, no, I mean we we have each each way, of course, and uh, in um, in the big events, the majors, the players, the, the bookies push the boat out and try and lure the customers in, so you can get you can get ten, eleven places each way. But of course, John Rahm, they're not going to give anything away for a, a each way bet for eleven places because even if sort of a substandard John Rahm turns up, he'll probably find a way to finish ninth or something. So. Um, yeah, and at uh, ten to one or something, of course, you know, fifth of the odds, you're going to make a profit if he finishes ninth if you bet each way. So some some people will look at that and think uh, it's a bet to nothing, as it were. So, um, but um, yeah, I, I like you. I I can't really see um, or I can't find a way to see myself to back John Rahm this week. Uh, North Scheffler, I just think, I mean, he's, he seems to be taking everything in his stride, but um, it may just be a case that uh, uh, there's a bit of a letdown this week having got to number one. But um, we should. We shall see, as with everything. So, um, so as as listeners will know, and if you're new and you may not know, well, of course, part of the fun of this pod is to uh, pick some music, and um, uh, we have a playlist that will be put out afterwards, uh, where uh, you can listen to it on Spotify. I'll link it out on Spotify on on Twitter. Uh, and I must admit, coming into this, I had no idea what Brian's musical taste was. Um, so you've you've surprised me with some absolute. Be- well, I don't say surprised me because I knew you're going to pick some belters, Brian. And uh, um, yes, we've got some absolute corkers and uh the first one i believe is um uh, a bit of an ode to uh what a wonderful place augusta is that you're going to pick for us yeah so my uh my first tune as uh you guys like to say is uh this must be the place by the talking heads one of my all-time favorite songs and it's a song about you know going home and wanting to be home and going to this great place and i think that a lot of people think about augusta in that way it's like a journey and um, you know, as someone that, you know, handicaps golf every single week, it's nice to have a little reward and, you know, have this place, Augusta National. It's so popular. It's such a magnificent place. We only see once a year in perfect condition always. I just thought that was a, uh, we're going home. We're going to the place that uh, everyone wants to be. So uh, I-, I thought that was a good uh, tune to-, to start us out and a song that reminds me of Augusta National. 
perfect a perfect pick and i know there's quite a few talking heads fans who listen to this so uh, uh i know jason daniels from the lost for words pods is actually a massive david Byrne and talking heads fan so uh he'll, he'll be delighted to hear that on the on the pod shout out to jason um so let's roll into our picks and i believe we're both um as the old cliche goes over here singing off the same hymn sheet for our uh, uh our first selection brian so i'm going to let you um walk through the man that we both think could uh um uh take it down from tea to green here this week um so uh yeah t tell us more look i think there's a very real case that Justin Thomas is the most bet golfer this week under 20 to 1. I just think that there are too many signs pointing to the fact that he is going to put on the green jacket this year. We have, in my opinion, he is playing the best golf on the PGA Tour without a win this season. Um, so he is just playing some fabulous start. Last four starts from T to green, Dre, 12 strokes, 6.8, 9.9 in his last outing. So he's obviously in form. He's obviously playing some great golf. And then the other thing is that he's on his seventh Masters appearance where um, there are some data out there that says that golfers actually gain, they have a jump in strokes gained after their seven starts after that experience. Fourth in 2020, 12th in 2019, 17th in uh, 2018. Last year he had a 21st, but was really in it um, before that that rain delay happened. And then I think another yeah. thing that are putting a lot of people over the edge is that you know he has the greatest caddy of all time in Bones McKay. He's yeah. obviously won multiple green jackets with Phil Mickelson at the same exact space. You mm. know I think he fits the mold of an, a great ball striker that struggles with the putter, finding success here. He is so popular this week, and I just think it's really for good reason. Like, and you know, people forget that you know when he won the players, he was a very, very popular selection. So he's no, you know, he's no like he's not a stranger to winning some really big um, events uh, when a lot of people are on him. You know, I think that there's a good chance that we will be groaning when uh, if the flat stick's not there. And I think it's yeah. really going to come down to the flat stick for him this week. And if he could just put to even or gain 1.5 putting, I really think he puts on the green jacket. And then my selection for the song is Dire Straits, Sultans of Swing. Obviously, you have the swing in there. JT, one of the best swings on tour. Great ball striker. Uh, one of my favorite songs. A very nice tune. And uh, I, I think those uh those work well together the, that song and and justin thomas this week there is absolutely nothing i can add to that because i agree 100 percent with everything you've said anyone who's um seen my preview i've just literally published my preview about um 20 minutes before recording this so appreciate most well by the time you come to listen to this you may well have seen it but uh, uh i'm fully on board jt this week i've gone two and a half points um i've actually gone each way um so that's maybe where me and brian are slightly different but i am taking the safety net of the each way he's 14 to one um over here uh what price is he your end brian similar price 14 to one 14 to 1 is a very readily available number right now. I'm holding yeah. off at the moment. I'm hoping a 16 or a 15 right. pops up because I think the thing about this week is that books are going to want your action. So mm -hmm. I think they're going to juice up some numbers and try to get some more customers on their book. So I'm 
out. I'm hoping to get a 15 or a 16, but 14 is very readily available and is a price I recommend backing um, if anyone wants to because I, th I think it's a good number. Yeah, I've, I've taken the 14 to 1. I've taken it for nine places each way. Um, you can get to 10 or 11 places each way with a new down to sort of 12 to 1 and, and what have you. So I've gone with a 14 to 1 for nine places each way. You, you know, my one slight worry, Brian, um, which of course, you know, we won't know until uh, uh, t tomorrow, I guess, um, at the earliest, is if we assume Tiger plays and he gets paired with him. Uh, that would be my slight worry because do you think that might, um, uh, you know, might almost um, distract him? Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you'd think it'd be too professional to be distracted, but how do you think if he got paired with his great buddy Tiger, how, how do you think that would affect him positively or negatively? It's really tough. And I, I just think it might be something that you just have to ignore and hope works out. You know, with the pairings at Augusta, I'm not sure how it always works. But I, I do think playing with Tiger um, any week is normally not a good thing. It, it's yeah. not something that PGA Tour players want. There's so much added pressure and added eyeballs on you. Mm. Um, but I also think maybe having his good buddy around could help him and motivate him to win a green jacket. You know, those things always a, a little silly to say is if, if Justin Thomas doesn't want to win one. But um, look. It's tough. I hope it doesn't happen, but there's so many things pointing to a Masters victory for him that it's just something I'm going to have to overlook. And, you know, another thing, I think it's kind of similar situation to Dustin Johnson uh, when he won that Masters. Mm -hmm. Dustin Johnson was playing easily the best golf in the world at the time, came in with recent form. He was a guy that has contended and been on the top of the leaderboard at Augusta before. And then, you know, it's finally his time and he goes out and wins. So I think it's a similar situation um, this yeah. week to DJ in 2020. Yeah, I mean, like you say, we just have to obviously suck it and see what happens with regards to uh, who JT gets paired with if we assume Tiger plays, what have you. But yeah, have, having him in the tournament could well inspire JT to, uh, um, uh, you, you know, the big win. But uh, playing alongside him, I would hope he doesn't. But, um, you know, it's going to be difficult for whoever gets paired with Tiger if we assume Tiger plays. So it's just one of those, isn't it? So um, I'm going to, uh, yeah, you've obviously gone in with your um, Dire Straits Sultans of Swing, which I love. is my my guilty pleasure is Dire Straits. I love Dire Straits. So I'm, I'm sort of making my reputation on this Podders liking this obscure indie music, but uh, uh, a lot of which I do, of course. But um, I really like Dire Straits. And uh, uh, have you ever heard? Um, have you ever heard their live album, Alchemy? Um, I do not believe I have. No. So if you ever get a chance to listen to that, there is, um, uh, and we won't put that version on this pod because uh, uh, people who don't like Dire Straits might not want to listen to a 10-minute version of Sultans of Swing, but uh, uh, there is a 10-minute version of Sultans of Swing on Alchemy, which is, um, yeah, if you get a chance to listen to that, it's incredible. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Dire Straits fan, so that's one of my secrets out for today. So, uh, so I'm delighted to have Dire Straits on the pod. Uh, my first musical pick that I'm going to throw in now, which is a general... Uh, um, uh, ode to Augusta, if you like, is uh, as we know, the azaleas will be in bloom. Uh, and um, therefore, it seems appropriate to have some Nirvana on the pod. Uh, obviously, from the Nevermind album, In Bloom, um, you might remember the video where they sort of dress up in old school uh, uh, ties and boater hats and stuff. Um, uh, of course, it doesn't need any introduction, really, the album and, and uh, the band. But uh, uh, my ode to Augusta this week is that the Azaleas will be in bloom, and I'm 
going to have um, Nirvana and In Bloom as my uh, uh, my first musical pick for the week uh, for the playlist. So um, moving on with our selections, and uh, am I right in saying you are chancing the guy who um, uh, who recently uh, got um, got his biggest win? Oh, someone's uh, it's not Paige on the phone for you, is it? Uh, wanting to join the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're good. Alarm's we're good. I thought we might, might, no might be Paige, Paige ringing up to join us, but uh, yes, um, but uh, uh, unfortunately not. Um, right. Um, anyway, um, yeah, your second pick. Um, I believe you're going with the Aussie. Are you chancing him? I am going with Cam Smith, and and I have to preface this like I, I stated earlier that I bet this at thirty-seven to one in December before right. he won. Um, TOC and the players. So the price is a little bit different now. I think it is very short, but you know, at the end of the day, I really liked him to win the Masters. What's changed? He's actually played better and has proven that he can win big mm-hmm. events. And my selection for it is Do It Again by Steely Dan, actually one of my favorite songs of all time. And I want Cam Smith to do it again at the Masters. So when you look at Augusta, and you look at what it takes to play well there, it actually really checks out that Cam Smith has been great at Augusta. It's a place where you could be a little wonky off the tee, wide fairways. You know that Cam Smith, he showed it at the players that he could get a little wayward off the tee. That's not his greatest um, strength. But then when you come to, you know, the greens, he has in my opinion, the greatest all-around short game on tour, um, mm-hmm. can get up and down from anywhere and is easily one of the best putters on tour, and he's shown that. And then, you know, you look at his results here. He has a fifth in 2018, a second um, the DJ year, and then he has a tenth um, the last year. So he's shown that he can play well at Augusta, and he's talked about in interviews about how he just loves Augusta and he loves, you know, the the difficulties of the green and he loves how you have to be creative and shape shots both ways. Um, and I think it's a situation where I just have a feeling that he has it in him to go back, back win the players and win the Masters on record as saying that I think Cam Smith wins the Masters in the next five years. So, yeah. you know, it's just a situation where – I can't hop off. Um, I think he wins in the next five years. I'm going to bet him in the next five years to win the Masters, and I think that he can can go back to back at two of the biggest events on tour this week. Yeah, I mean it's a massive ask, obviously. Um, and um, of course, if I would um, had had uh, the uh, great um, foresight that you had to back him last December uh, at um, thirty plus to one, then uh, or thirty-seven to one, I, I would be delighted to be clutching that ticket now. But uh, um, I, he wasn't for me at the price this week. I just think uh, it's just such a huge ask to go. You know, unless you're Tiger Woods, it's such a huge ask to go back to back in two of the biggest events on the on the calendar. He, he's he had a little bit of time off. He had his family over, didn't he, from Australia? So I'm sure he down tools for a sort of a week, ten days or so afterwards. And um, uh, I'm sure he'll be fresh and raring to go. But um, yeah, it's it's um, he's, he's not for me at the price this week. But like you say, he's got a 
obviously got the game for here. I was on him the uh, uh, November year when he um, uh, shot the four rounds uh, under 70. So that's a, that's a record, albeit with the asterisks of it being the November Masters. So, um, yeah, I, I can't argue with his credentials. It's just the price that puts me off this week. If um, if they were dangling, they wouldn't have been, but if they were dangling 28 to 1 still or something, then I'd have been tempted. But um, he's, he's not for me. It's sort of 14, 16 to 1. But, uh, uh, um, yeah, I can, I can certainly see why you jumped on board last year and it was a, a great shout obviously so uh my next pick though is um uh mr major uh brooks kepka uh and um we you know i'm, I'm gonna be saying here what everyone knows anyway which is that brooks is the man who times his run perfectly for these majors we can take his form coming in with a fair pinch of salt uh having said that he has been trending nicely coming into this week uh uh he's um he was a little bit inconsistent um you know a month or so back uh but um he uh, played nicely at the match play uh to finish uh well lost out in the quarter finals to dj uh then um he was solid uh, again at the Valspar, where uh, his long game was um, looking decent, and um, uh, he just uh, he just looks as though he's he's trending for another big week. And if if we put a line through when he played Augusta last year, when he was coming back from an injury and obviously wasn't really one hundred percent fit to go, um, he showed again last year that. Um, he just gets it right for the big weeks. Uh, and uh, I mean, he was second, fourth and sixth in the other three majors last year. Um, we go back to say he's um, one bad performance here last year with a missed cut. Uh, uh, he, he was second um, uh, in 2019, I believe it was. Uh, to double check, that was 2019 or 2018. Uh, and um, he, he just time and time again, he shows up at these events. Uh, so I'm... Yeah, it was, I just can't ignore him. And at the odds, when we're talking about Scotty Scheffler and uh, uh, Cam Smith and what have you, uh, the uh, the layers are dangling 20 to 1 for Brooks Kepka for uh, nine places each way. And um, he looks to me as though he's getting it right. And I can see him taking another step towards the uh, the Grand Slam this week. So uh, did, did he tempt you at all, Brian, at, uh, at the price? He really does because I think Brooks guy that he even shows up in majors not even in great form uh like that happened at the pga last year he wasn't playing great golf he was a little bit injured and then he's in the final group um with phil mickelson and i just think from a pure value standpoint with brooks you're getting the 20 to 1 on him on a guy that is almost definitely going to be in the mix on saturday and Sunday. I think the odds are attractive. I think his recent form is attractive. I think that, you know, like myself, he's someone I always like at a US Open, at a PGA, at an Open Championship because, you know, they're very long, difficult, challenging golf courses. But he's been great at Augusta and he hasn't really played it fully healthy. Um, the last time he did was 2019 and he came runner up to Tiger Woods and was really in a position to win, um, that tournament and just couldn't do it. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very attractive price and a very attractive bet for a lot of people. I expect it to be a, a popular one. And I think the, the number is really all you need because you know, he's going to be in it and it's a good number on him. Yeah, and maybe a little bit of his gloss has gone off of, um, you know, that he's invincible in the majors. Obviously, he... Uh um he, he buckled under the um uh the sort of uh phil mickelson 
barrage last year at uh, Kiowa and, uh, uh, you know, had some uncharacteristic sort of uh, glitches, if you like, on on, on the Sunday. So uh, we, maybe we don't quite view him now as un unbeatable on a Sunday in the majors. But, uh, um, you know, his, his record, is, like I say, is just incredible. And um, uh, I think that, uh, it, again, from an each way point of view, uh, I think it's tremendous value at 20 to 1. And uh, I'd be um, not that things uh, never cease to amaze me in this game, but I'd be amazed um, if he's uh, if he's not there or thereabouts again come come the weekend. Uh, now you were saying earlier that experience is your key here, but I believe your for your next pick you're bucking that slightly. You're um, uh, you, you've got someone who's uh, only only been here once, I believe. Yes, yeah, so I'm betting Will Zalatoris. I would only recommend betting this for an each way, and I also love 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 absolutely. I know this is an outright show, but I love him for a top twenty, top yeah. ten. Um, this week, I think it's just really going to be an excellent bet, and I really think he performs well. My thing about Zalatoris is that he putted so well on these greens last year, and that was kind of the key to him playing so well. So when we're talking about a guy like Will Zalatoris, who obviously struggles with the flat stick, and that is definitely something that um, is not the best part of his game. Whenever someone like that goes to a spot that they've proven that they can putt well on, I'm just going to back them because the ball striking is always going to be there. And another reason I like Will Zalatoris this week is that it's going to play a little bit longer and these guys are going to be having longer clubs into green. Will Zalatoris Obviously, I think it's being pretty obvious now to a lot of people is that he is extremely long off the tee. I know he's yeah. kind of a, a guy, but he can really put it out there. And then, like we saw at Torrey Pines, one of the longest courses on tour, he is just so good with his long iron, with his fairway woods. And I just think that it's going to be a big advantage to him for this week. And then another reason I like Will Zalatoris is that at the match play, he putted so well. And mm. the reason why he putted well is that they talked about that on the broadcast is that he made some changes to his putter and they were a short game coach and they said, you know, he's too talented and he needs something. So they did a little tweaks with the putter. So I think with the putter changes, with the fact that he's putted well on these greens, I think the long, um, and playing longer this year, I think these all fit in to his favor. I wish he had a little more experience. I am not going to come on here and say he's absolutely going to win. I think he's can cash in each way for you. I think he's, I think, a top 20, top 10, very, very, very good best this weekend. He's someone I'm just I'm just very high on um going forward. So my song for him is Janice Joplin, Peace of My Heart. Um uh, Will's Alphors is a guy that's broken my heart a lot. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm ready for him to take another piece of my heart this week, agonizing over him, over every three footer he has. So I thought it it was a, a fitting song uh, for Zalatoris this week. It, it is. And I, I mean, it, obviously it's a very well-known song. I must have, I didn't realize, I don't, know if, I don't know if she did the original or who did the original, but it's a very well-known song. And um, uh, I listened to, listened to her version of it this morning and um, uh, yeah, it was a cracking version. So, uh, um, you know, a, a great pick. And um, uh, Willie Z is someone I've, I've yet to get him right. So I've, I've only probably backed him once or twice and um, he, he's not really de delivered for me. And uh, um, 
um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just sort of hiding behind the sofa on those four or five footers, isn't it? But as you say, he, he, he seemed to get something right with the with the putting at uh, the match play. So maybe he's going to build on that. And of course, we saw how well he putted here last year. Uh, he's been pretty well backed over here this morning, actually. He's um, the firms that are going uh, uh, sort of um, 10, 11 places. He's been backed into 25 to 1, something like that. So uh, you can still get uh, 35 to 1 if you're looking at eight places. Um, but um, yeah, whether he'll win on the second visit. I mean, obviously, Jordan Spieth won uh, after a runner-up on his first visit, didn't he? So there's a precedent there. So um, yeah, it, but we would expect him to have a, have a bold showing. Uh, my next selection at similar sort of odds is um, I'm going to give another chance to Shane Lowry. And um, Shane's um, someone who is really trending nicely at the moment. Uh, I think the key to where where he's heading is the fact that his long game is um, uh, looking really strong. Uh, his results this season, I mean, he started off really well uh, over in the uh, Middle East. Uh, and then on the uh, PGA Tour, he's... Uh, had the runner-up at Honda, where of course he was unlucky with the, um, uh, the the rain coming in, just as he was on the 18th tee. Uh, and then it's been three solid performances. Uh, I mean, the match play, well, a couple of solid stroke play performances. Then, not unsurprisingly, by the match play time, he was out of steam really um, uh, and went out in the group stage. But uh, I was on him at Sawgrass, and uh, that was a little bit disappointing because he looked like he got himself right into the hunt there, and then um, just stalled on Sunday and ended up uh, not even getting us the each way. Uh, but we know with Shane Lowry, he wins big golf tournaments. Uh, obviously, he's winless since his Open Championship, but uh, uh, we know he wins big events. Um, his Masters record isn't great, um, let's be honest, but um, like you were saying earlier, Brian, he's, he's actually making his seventh start here this year, and he's got a little bit better. Um, the last couple of times, uh, 21st here last year, uh, he did actually, I believe, have a share of the, the lead way back in 2016, I think it was, um, on day one. So we know he can score around here. Uh, and of course, he has the perfect short game in principle. I mean, I know we talk about putting not necessarily being key, but around the greens, he has a tremendous touch, a great pair of hands, as the phrase goes. So um, maybe Shane's been saving it all for this week. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at the odds, uh, which are available, which are as we speak. He is, um, if you're happy with eight places each way, he's uh, 40 to one or 45 to one, uh, a bit shorter if you want the 10, 11 players each way. So uh, is he a player you like in, in general and, and this week at all, uh, Brian? I love Shane Lowry. Like, uh, he's so I, I love Louis Ustazen. Him yeah. and Shane are easily my favorite players on tour. And he's a guy I literally have backed the last three times he played. I was on him at the Honda. I was on him at the Players. And I was on him at the Valspar because I just think that there's something going on with his ball striking numbers. Yeah. In his last three starts, he's gained 6.8 on the road. 3.9, 4.5 on approach. Like he is just hitting his iron so unbelievably well right now. And this is not, you know, stroke scan will obviously tell you all that, but I tracked him very heavily at the Valspar. I was heavily financially invested into a top 20 bet on him. And he was putting everything to 15 feet. He was hitting every single green. And He's another guy that he has some really great short games. So I really like Shane Lowry this week. I bet him one of my local books um, was 
kind of slipping on where his actual odds were. I hate to be that guy that just comes on with ridiculous prices, but I actually got an 80 to one on him um, to win because some of these local books uh, that you're on, they they're not up to date and they're not, you know, updating like a fan duel or a DraftKings would be. So I love Shane Lowry this week. And it's another guy that his form is just undeniable right now. So I think he's another popular selection because people yeah. are looking at the same, you know, Strux game numbers that we are. And it's yeah. just it he is trending for something. I think he gets a win this year. And I think he gets a win soon because he's just been playing some fabulous golf. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, I said I said obviously my, myself what my thoughts were. So I agree with everything you said there. So uh yeah, Shane's definitely for me, me this week. So um before we move back on to my, um, uh, well, the next uh, couple of picks, uh, as we know, we're about the music and and the um, uh, the golf here. So, um, and Brian, actually, well, I'm going to ask you, if, uh, I don't know if you've, when, if you've listened to the pod before, we have the back nine questions. I'm going to throw a few questions at you, but uh, um, which I'm going to put you on the spot with about music and golf. But uh, before I get into those, something I always like to ask my guests is, um, what what led you to this um, uh, weird world we find ourselves in of um, uh, getting focused on um, uh, you know the likes of um, Sung Im on a Sunday and how many shots he's taken and what have you? So uh, um, how, how did you get into uh, be a golf degen, as it were? You know, I've always like I've, I'm only 23. I'm fairly young, but I've just since I really kind of got introduced to betting. Um, it's just always something I've always enjoyed, always loved sports. And then when the pandemic hit and golf was one of the first sports back, um, I just started betting on golf, betting some top 20s, betting some top 10s. I really enjoyed it. And um, I just never really looked back. And obviously, I love to play golf. Um, I play yeah. golf twice a week at least. I love the PGA Tour. And I think the thing about it is that it, the, the sport just presents so much value to mm. bet on, whereas other sports like basketball or football or, or uh, soccer or whatever, like you're betting minus 110 odds. And like you just have to hit it such an outrageous clip to, to be profitable. So I just think in golf, the fact that every single week people hit uh, bets at the likes of 200 to one or 50 to one and you know, it's such a it's a small investment for the for the price you could get back, and then also I just love the top twenty market because, you know, it's so hard to pick a winner. So many things have yeah. to go right, but it's a lot it. easier to you know say this person's going to have a good week. You know, this mm -hmm. person's going to perform well and finish in the top twenty. You're always getting plus money on it, so it's just something. And then you know, the community on Twitter is so great, and I've I've been someone that you know, likes to interact with everyone and be nice to everyone. And I think that's kind of has to do with my um, success, um, you know, being on Twitter. So it's just a great community online and I'm very happy to, uh, to have joined it. Yeah, and um, uh, like like you say, it's uh, and I said the same thing last week. Actually, uh, uh, the community we have on here is great. Everyone congratulates everyone on their wins. So uh, um, you know, as much as uh, it didn't go my way last night, I know there were some people who were on JJ Spawn, and um, I believe your pal Andy Lack was he on JJ Spawn, and um, uh, delighted for those who um, you know got it done on JJ because I know another another week he says through gritted teeth will be my week. So, uh, but. Um, 
yeah, so we, we have a great community on here. And um, uh, if anyone hasn't seen, then I'll give you a chance to plug it before we wrap, wrap up. Brian, don't worry if anyone hasn't seen Brian's Tap In Birdie podcast. Um, uh, it's well worth watching. You have some great guests on there. And um, uh, it's, um, yeah, um, yeah, that's a fabulous show. So uh, looking forward to watching um, watching this week's. So, yeah, music, though, Brian. I mean, um, obviously, like you said, you're only 23, but you've picked some absolute classic bands and classic tracks so far. So um, uh, I'm going to run through a few questions with you, and uh, you can tell me how important music is to you. But um, um, I guess I can't even talk to you about buying CDs, really. It's probably more downloads at your age. So, uh, But what would be, in theory, the first, um, first download or CD you ever bought? Um, I think uh, the first band. I really loved and they're the first well I saw like their uh their tribute not a tribute band but they had a, a but it's sublime so I love sublime they were when I was like a, a younger kid loved their music they were one of the first bands that I really fell in love with and I saw they I, obviously their lead singer died in the, the 90s but they have they had a sublime with Rome I saw them at Jones Beach. That was my first uh, concert, but they were definitely one of the first bands that I absolutely adored and love. And they're they're alternative rock, so I, I'm sure yeah. you you know of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, uh, so you saw a tribute band though for them as well. So they, they've still got some tribute acts out um, doing their stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they they like hired some some lead singer to do their songs. But they're they're one of the first bands I was I was heavily uh, invested in and enjoyed. Excellent. Um, and on the golf front, um, your best ever golf winner. Um. Okay. So I would say Cam Smith at TOC because yeah. that was one that um, it was to start the season and yeah. just the absolute grind and sweat of it was mm. amazing. The fact that he led for the whole tournament and then yeah. just that grueling grueling final round um holding off john rom was just so um fabulous to see and he's someone that he's one of my favorite golfers on tour just because of you know how you know chill he is and how he doesn't take things too seriously and he's just a great personality so that was a a, a win to, to start the year so I'll, I'll always be uh very happy about uh that that when i i wish i had uh some crazy th- I know when Ben Coley came on, I mean, he's won a million things. I, I do not have that uh, resume quite. And I don't have any crazy, absolutely amazing long shot, but uh, I would say Cam Smith. Well, I mean, that was, um, yeah, again, I was I was left frustrated. I didn't um, see him that week, so that was a great winner. So, um, no, certainly not going to knock that one. And I think on the pod afterwards, actually, the following week, we had Cut Your Hair by Pavement. I don't know if you know that song, uh, but uh, it's a great um, American alternative um, rock song. And uh, uh, I don't think he has cut his hair yet, so we might have trimmed it a little bit. Um, flip side of the coin your uh, your worst beat um any, anyone that really sticks in your throat that where you thought you had it won but um it didn't happen i actually was i don't know why i was thinking about it last night um but i would say absolutely bryson at the bmw championship um one the fact that cantley had literally the greatest putting performance in modern golf history that's what it took to beat him in a in a five-hole playoff and then i was just thinking about the moment when cantley put it into the water on 17 and all bright like at that point bryson must have been minus 500 minus 600 to win cantley 
Forrest gets it up and down for bogey and Bryson can't get a simple chip up and down. Uh, the fact that I was, had a great number on him 35 to one. And the fact that so many people bet him and I wanted that community win for everybody. That mm. was definitely a, a bad beat for myself and for the golf betting community as it was such an outrageous price um, on a golfer. And it, it was, you thought it would be where the stars would align and they, they just didn't can obviously put on a, a fantastic performance that week yeah well i will confess and prove you my point that um one man's meat is another man's poison as it were uh, um i i was actually on Cantlay that week so i was uh, it was a great uh, bet I, it was yeah. an absolutely great bet yeah i was um obviously delighted where he was putting like um, you know ben crenshaw for the weekend or for the day anyway so um right so your dream four ball uh, so this can be musicians or golfers, dead or alive. You're one of them, so you need three more to pick. Okay, so Louis Ustazen, easily in it, no question about it. Louis is the first. Um, and then, okay, for the pot, go Shane Lowry. I think he'd be a lot of fun to play with. I think there'd okay. be some good vibes uh, between the two. And then we'll keep it all golfers here. I uh, don't want to have any musicians or, or politicians <laughs> um, and want to keep the, the foursome uh, intact on the PGA Tour. We just talked about him. I would say Cam Smith. I would want to see that putting up close. I would want to get some putting tips from him. And I think that between the three, I could could – you know, Shane Lowry on approach, Cam Smith putting, uh, Louie driving the ball with the long irons. I think I could could get some tips that could uh, make me quite the golfer from those three. Absolutely. Well, I'm not going to argue with that. Um, did, did Louis tempt you this week at all? Or is he um, oh frustrated you the last couple of weeks with uh, like, how he sort of seems to have just, yeah, struggled when it's mattered, as it were? He someone, and, you know, he's someone I just playing in round matchups the first three days, but mm -hmm. he just has not been great on Sundays. And in players, he had a horrible Sunday. Valspar, he had a horrible Sunday. Yeah. He's in the you know top twenty all week, and it's if for me, it's hard to back someone that I'm not even confident in cashing a top twenty for me. You know, it'd be one thing if Louie. Um, you know, was T3 headed into the final round and he shot, you know, plus one and finished T17. But mm -hmm. if you're falling out of the top 20 on a consistent basis on Sunday, it's very tough. Granted, it's the Masters. He's lost in a playoff here. I was actually re-watching that. He was so close to winning a green yeah. jacket. Um, it was, and Bubba hit that, obviously, unbelievable mm -hmm. um, yeah. shot. But no, Louis, I'm going to have to wait till the U.S. Open and the PGA to, to back him and some more attractive odds, maybe a 50 or 60 to one, but I just can't do it this week. I think he'll play great the first three days, but I worry about him. And then even, um, I think people probably forget, but in 2019, he was co-leading after 36 holes and shot a 76 on yeah. Sunday. So it's not something that is new to Louie. Um, he, he has definitely struggled down the stretch and it, it's upsetting, to me, but you know, it's part of the game.
Yeah, I was on him at Sawgrass, and um, yeah, that was um, tough to follow on Sunday. So yeah, that was uh, enough to put put me off this week. So, but you know, um, his time will come again. Maybe it's St Andrews in the summer, where we know he's um, obviously uh, uh, won before. So uh, you've got to think he's got to win eventually. He's got to win in the states eventually. But um, yeah, he wasn't for me this week. Uh, anyway, back um, back to the back nine questions. Uh, so your favourite course uh, or event on the PGA Tour, regular event each year. Um, so I'll go a little random event, but the Travelers, uh, yeah, because right. that is the event that is closest to my home. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I also really like the course, and I like that it's not, you know, too easy uh, mm -hmm. or, or too difficult or anything. And then another reason I really like that event is because they get a lot of really great talent and golfers mm -hmm. because of how well they treat um, the golfers during the week. And people are, mm -hmm. are very open about that and talking about it. And I think even this year we have DJ, Lori, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley, Scotty Scheffler. So being there for three days, uh, of course, it, it's definitely my favorite on the on the calendar. Yeah, and um, I think they often give a lot of starts to the, um, you know, just out of college guys as well, don't they? So I think didn't Cantley shoot 61 there yep. or something way back in, um, I don't know, 2011 or some, some, you know, way, way long ago. So um, most treasured record uh, or, or or CD or download or whatever, if you'd have one disc to take uh, to a desert island. Um, that's, that's a tough question. Um, I'm trying... Oh. I'll go completely random one because I want to get all of my my music tastes out and all my different types of music I love. But I really love Etta James and her okay. Atlas album is yeah. one of my favorites. There are just so many great songs on that album. So one album, rest of my life, I'll go uh, Atlas by Etta James. I don't know it, but um, I'll uh, I'll check it out. Uh, and uh, I suspect I know your answer to this one, but uh, the goat, Jackal Tiger. I, I think it's unequivocally Tiger, yeah. uh, not even really a question. Um, yeah. But I think something that I don't think it's overlooked, but just the sheer amount of top fives that yeah. uh, Nicholas has had in majors is is unbelievable. But um, at the same time, uh, you know, golf was a little bit different back then, but I, I would say Tiger. And then, you know, when he finishes top 20 this week, I think it will just be another uh, another thing yeah. and another reason for him to to be the, the best in the world. Well, if he finishes top 20, it'll be um, yeah, an incredible performance. So, uh, yeah, um, but uh, I don't think um, I don't think anyone's gone for Jack yet. And um, I'm not going to argue with the choice either. Right before I get back, uh, I've got um, I've got a couple more selections. Um, before we get back to those, uh, I believe you've got um, one more musical pick for us, um, Brian. Yeah. Um, what uh, last musical selection I have? Which which? Oh yeah, "Feeling All Right" by um, Joe Cocker for Shane Lowry. Uh, Shane Lowry's, you know, he's a fun loving yeah. guy and yeah. he's someone that I feel is always feeling all right. And I, I thought that was a good tune for him. Perfect. Um, again, I'm hoping Shane's feeling all right this week and it's a big week for him. So uh, I've got a couple more picks um, uh, that uh, I'm um, going to throw out there. Uh, and uh, I'm going slightly to the bigger odds now. Uh, relatively speaking. Uh, next up, it's big Tony for me, Tony Finau. And of course, the problem with backing Tony Finau historically was that 
he didn't win, to put it bluntly, but he was always there or thereabouts, so his odds were always pretty restrictive. So you were sort of playing for the place at 28 to 1 and thinking, well, he ain't going to win, so am I really that bothered about getting the place? Um, obviously, he has now got that second win in the uh, playoffs um, back in the last year. Uh I think a lot of people thought he would do what Scheffler did at that point, but um, it sort of went the opposite way. And his form um, uh, went went downhill fairly dramatically early part of this year. But uh, he hit the ball a lot better at the match play. Uh, and then um, in San Antonio last week, uh, although he's only 29th, he ranked 13th in approach play uh, with positive numbers every day, 17th off the tee, uh, 27th in putting. Um, and his best day, both in accuracy and with the flat stick, was on, on Sunday as well. So he seems to be sort of bringing it round at just the right time uh, for the big week. Uh, and we know he loves it here. I mean, if you put the November edition to one side, he's basically been in the top 10 in all the other um, visits he's made here. So, um, yeah, he's, he's someone who his odds have sort of snuck out slightly, although I do see he's been reasonably well back today. Uh, but his odds have snuck out slightly. Um, I'm on board at 50 to 1. Um, and... Um, uh, I can see him building on last week and uh, uh, getting himself back in the frame. Uh, as I say, he's got a best of fifth here and two other top tens in his three visits. So, um, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm big on Tony this this week, and um, I'm going to throw in a musical selection for Tony. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Pixies at all, um, Brian. The Pixies were on the show right at the beginning of the pod, but uh, uh, the first uh, the first edition. But they're back on again because uh, on their Surfer Rosa album, they have a song called Tony's theme uh and um it's an ode to um uh, an amazing guy called a superhero called tony and i'm hoping that uh, uh tony will be a superhero this week so um that's um uh my fourth selection and my final pick for the week is siwoo kim who's another player who's been pretty well backed um uh, today, uh, I've taken, I've been a little bit more cautiously, I've taken the 66 to 1 for the 11 places each way. You can get uh, 80s or even 90s for eight places. Um, and um, we know what Siwoo Kim's capable of, which is pretty much anything. Uh, he could be breaking his putter in frustration like he was on the 15th here last year. Uh, even then, though, he managed to finish 12th. Um, I'm hoping that experience of last year when he was right in the hunt um, on Saturday and started three shots back on Sunday will serve him in good stead as a learning curve. Um, and he's all... Gusta record is good. Uh, he's um, he, he's uh, where are we? That twelfth place was his best finish, uh, but he's got a couple of other, uh, well, three other top twenty-five. Sorry, two other top twenty-fives and a thirty-fourth. So he's played nicely here. Uh, each of his last four visits uh, and his form coming in is trending very nicely. Uh, again, he was in. Um, uh, in good shape at, um, uh, at uh, Texas, uh, at uh, San Antonio. He finished 13th, 18th in the match play when I also backed him. Uh, and he was a little unlucky not to get out of the group. Um, basically, Hatton beat him on the last hole. Uh, but um, other than the WD at the players where he just didn't fancy it from the wrong side of the draw coming back, uh, he's um, he's been very solid this year again. And um, his long game, when it's on, is tremendous uh he's got a great touch around the greens that we saw at sawgrass so i think it's time for siwoo to contend um contend in a major so um any thoughts on either of those two or indeed any other players that um we've not mentioned yet that uh you feel um are worth um, a small investment brian i think that tony is a is a great 
uh, bet this week. I think that he finally showed some life last week um, at the Valero, and I think that is enough to to back him. And I think Tony's someone that has always been good um, at the majors, always been good at Augusta. So at, at a price, you know, 51, I think you get higher in sub places. I think that's a great bet this week on a guy that, you know, his major record is just too good for him not to get one soon. So I think that's a great bet at a great price. And, you know, see where Kim, if, if he finished 12th with a, without a putter, I mean, what could he do with it, with the real flat stick? So I think he definitely has some potential to get each way return for you there and hopefully a, an outright winner. But I love those in, in a, in each way bet, because I, I think, um, Obviously, at the odds they're at, it's very attractive. So I think those are those are great bets. Any um, thank you. Uh, any um, of the debutants you can see making a splash? I mean, Sam Burns is the obvious one. Would you would you see him over here? I don't know if you get into what we call the sort of a uh, um, specials markets that we get over here, where um, it's not just uh, you know the win or the each way or even the top ten or whatever, but uh, uh, the bookies over here will offer up bets for bets for sort of top Australian or uh, top European, and one of the uh, markets that's always fairly popular for the Masters is um, uh, top debutante and uh, Sam Burns is the obvious selection there but um, I've got a sneaking feeling Cam Young might play quite well um, any of the debutantes um, you think could uh, threaten the Fuzzy Zeller record yeah I, I would say Cam Young I think with the distance uh, being increased this year at Augusta I think that really plays um, into um, his hand and he's someone that again is coming in with some really great um, for some really great T degree numbers, and I think that he's someone that uh, can definitely excel at Augusta, and I think he will uh, for years to come. Yeah, uh, no, I think he'll play well, and the other I think could, um, you know, I'm not saying threaten the very top end of the leaderboard, but could go nicely from a deb debutant point of view is um, Sepp Stracker. Uh, he's based over in the Georgia area, obviously, he's a sort of um. Austrian slash Georgian uh, the, these days, and um, uh, and uh, he of course has the ball striking assets uh, that we're talking about with the likes. Certainly not to the level of a Justin Thomas, but uh, uh, his ball striking is the strength of his game. So uh, set set could quite. Uh, surprise a few and um i mean there's a few strong debutants uh, uh i believe lucas herbert's making his first appearance and as we know aussies tend to perform quite well here so um and yeah you, you would expect sam burns to go go reasonably well but um uh okie dokie so we're pretty much um getting to wrap up stage of course one thing we do every week is um have a free bet giveaway and this week with it being masters week i'm giving 10 pounds not five pounds so uh, um so you have to get if you've not heard this section before you get your musical pick in for the pod uh and uh whichever song i pick will get a 10 pound um uh, normally a five pound uh, win only bet so um had some great suggestions this week as always um the master plan by Oasis uh, got um, got mentioned a few times. A um, couple of national, the national songs. Um, ben Coley would have been pleased to hear that. Uh, Blood Buzz Ohio in honor of um, uh, Jack, uh, uh, who's obviously an Ohio man. And also Green Gloves uh, got mentions from McNulty and Greg Petru, respectively. Um, our friend Jason Daniels, who I mentioned earlier, he suggested um, Xander Do, um, as in Xanadu. But uh, well, that's because he thinks Xander's 
is going to be the man this week, but um, we're not having Olivia Newton-John on the pod. Sorry, uh, Jason. Um, we've got another um, Steely Dan suggestion, um, uh, Brian, you'll be interested here. Any major dude? I don't know that one. Do you, do you know that one as, um, as a Steely Dan fan? Do you know yes, one? I, I think I've heard that one before, but I, I like that name, the the major. I think that that's a good song for this week. Yeah, that, uh, that got, um, got suggested. Um, Presidents of the United States, Peaches for Georgia, obviously. Uh, um, um, suggested by Gio, JGO. Um, but I'm going, I'm going back to JJ Spawn, and um, I really wanted to get JJ72 on the show. Uh, and um, I was hoping someone might suggest them. Uh, you probably won't know JJ72, uh, Brian. They're an Irish band. Uh, so I guess we can give a little um, ode to Shane there as well. Uh, and um, uh, Colm Dooley, who I'm assuming is Irish as well, so he probably knows JJ72. Um, they were a fantastic band. They were around in the 90s, uh, and um, uh, or noughties, actually, possibly early noughties. Uh, but um, uh, I guess um, a sort of, um, how do you describe them? An intense indie band. Um, and um, Colm has picked their song Snow, uh, which I don't think we'll be having any snow in Georgia this week. But um, uh, I wish JJ had shot 72 yesterday, because then Bo might have won, with no disrespect to anyone who was on JJ, uh, but it's JJ72 and Snow. So well done, Colm. You'll be winning this week's free bet. Um, looking ahead to next week, um, the show will go on. Uh, we'll be talking about the Masters, obviously, and uh, um, I'll be joined, I'm delighted to say, by Matt Cooper is coming on. So those of you who know Matt, he writes for Unibet, Planet Sport, um, and um, he's um, a great, um, I mean, he's a great tipster, but he's also uh, uh, a great writer. I love um, when Matt goes to the Open every year and uh, reading his um, sort of daily journals from the Open, which um, he writes for Sporting Life. He also writes for Sporting Life, I should say. Um, and um, uh, I believe um, he's um, doing next week's Sporting Life preview for the Heritage as well, because I think Ben's having a well-earned week off. So um, so Matt will be on next week and um, really looking forward to having Matt on. That'll be fabulous. Um, Brian, it's been an absolute honour to have you on. Um, just remind me of who your bets are, first of all. Who are you going with this week? Yeah, so I'm going JT, Zalatoris, Cam Smith and Lowry um, this week and, and for my selections. Perfect. Um, and uh, can you run us of your musical picks if you've got those to hand? Yes. Yeah, so uh, my my song for Augusta in general is uh, This Must Be the Place, Talking Heads, um, Sultan's a Swing for Justin Thomas, uh, Do It Again, Steely Dan for Cam Smith, Peace of My Heart by uh, Janis Joplin for uh, Will Zalatoris, and then Feeling All Right by Joe Parker for Shane Lowry. Perfect. And um, my musical picks are uh, In Bloom by Nirvana for those Azaleas we'll be seeing this week. Um, and uh, Tony's Theme by The Pixies for Big Tony Finau uh, from their Surfer Rosa album. And as we've just um, mentioned, the uh, winner of the free bet this week is Colm Dooley with um, Snow by JJ72 in honour of JJ Spawn. Uh, my betting picks, um, most importantly, um, I'm with Brian all the way on Justin Thomas, uh, two and a half points each way at 14 to 1. Uh, Brooks Kepka at 20 to 1, two points each way. Um, both of those are for the nine places, I should add. Uh, then it's um, Shane Lowry. Um, I've gone with the eight places at 45 to 1. 
Uh, it's um, Tony Finau um, at um, 50 to 1. Uh, and then finally, Siwoo Kim, um, who I'm with um, at 66 to 1 for 11 places. So um, they're my picks for this week. Um, and um, Brian, um, remind everyone where they can find your stuff. Yeah, so so follow me on Twitter, uh, Brian Kirshner underscore, and then I do a, a podcast called Tav and Birdie every week, have a guest on. Uh, we like to have fun, nothing too serious. So uh, it's every week, 8 p.m. Eastern, also on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you could get your podcasts, and also uh, on YouTube. And uh, I want to thank you, Martin. It was a really great pod, and I really appreciate your pod because it's different than uh, a lot of others in the industry, and you're always very – I'm interested in the guest's life, and I like that you ask uh, questions, and I think the music angle's really great. So uh, I'm glad I was able to join you um, this week on your pod because it's one of my favorites. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate you saying that. And like I um, said earlier, if you've not seen uh, or listened to Brian's pod um, uh, yet, then um, you must do because it's um, well well worth listening. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Brian. And um, uh, really hope, uh, obviously, to have you on again in the future. But it's uh, been fantastic. Um, good luck with your bets, everyone. Um, enjoy the Masters. Enjoy Tiger. Uh, in, enjoy, um, yeah, and just enjoy the whole thing, the azaleas and and, um, uh, yeah, um, everything about it because it's just a wonderful week. So, uh, and um, don't forget to turn that music up loud and um, see you again next week, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>